Hello and welcome back to the Steph Gorton Show. I am fangirling so hard today because today I have a living legend on the podcast with me. He is a best-selling author, a decorated performance coach and speaker. He is a man that is dedicated to helping professionals like you achieve success by living with purpose in your life and business. The person that we have joining us on the podcast today is Jarek Robbins. At just 23 years old, Jurek was awarded the Congressional Award, which is a gold medal from the United States Congress. He has conducted trainings for a variety of companies and organizations, including Harvard University and the United States Marines, the United States Air Force, BMW, and so many major league basketball teams. He is a trusted advisor and board member to a variety of different companies and has recently been appointed the president of Success Enterprises, including Success Magazine. Today, the 38-year-old with almost two decades of performance coaching experiences continues to unlock the secrets to maximizing performance and organizational success. And he really is just getting started. I am so excited to be here today with Jarek Robbins. I've been, I was just saying off air, I've been stalking you for a long time. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I've been wondering who that was. I'm glad to finally (laughs) figure it out. It was you. It's been me staring at your profile for many, many hours, uh, stalking all of your content. So for anyone who doesn't know, which would be crazy because I've just done a huge intro on you and I'm sure everyone is highly impressed with your incredible write-up. But who is Jarek Robbins? Who are you behind the scenes? Oh, I love memes. I'm very silly. I do probably ridiculously just silly stuff with friends. Um, love to travel, love health, love my wife, love my child, and really, really squeezing the juice out of life. Yeah. And I really see that. And like everything that you do and everything that you stand for is really about, yeah, it's great to have all these, you know, incredible accomplishments, which everyone would have just heard about you. But it's also like, you know, when you look at how you'll measure your life long term, it's it's really about the things that bring you joy in the day to day, right? It's figuring out what's most important to you and it's living your calendar. So your resources have to be heavily invested into the things that are most important. And for most people, they use phrases like time is money. I was like, no, it's not. Time's way more valuable than money. Like you can lose all the money and get it back. You can't lose five years of your life and get it back. And so I always look at that in someone's world and say, how are you investing the moments of your life? And what kind of ROI are you getting? Are you getting a return of the investment for every hour you put in? You get back more happiness and joy and fulfillment and passion and aliveness more than you've ever experienced. And every moment is a solid ROI. And what kind of multiple are you getting in the future? Meaning, what is it adding up to? There was research at Yale being done that said 40 to 60% of what we do are unconscious habits the majority of each day. And so all the things you do without thinking, I'll give you an example. The majority of car accidents happen within a, a mile or I don't know how many kilometers that is. Yeah, I think it's um, like two kilometers from your home. Yeah. Within two, you know, two kilometers from your home are the majority of car accidents because our brain literally goes into autopilot. If you watch brain scans on people, when they do something the first time, it spikes up and then the brain waves stay really high on the scan. Once they've done it the 10th or 12th time, it spikes up and then their brain comes down into a gentle hum on the bottom of the screen, which means their body is in unconscious competence or autopilot. Mm-hmm. And so the first question I propose to everyone listening is, what have you put yourself in autopilot on? And if you do the math on your autopilot, does it add up to the life you want? 
such a big and super profound question. And I think one question I want to ask off the back of that to you is like, you mentioned that if we look at the time and, and getting that value out of that time and making sure it's actually giving us the joy and bringing us the happiness and taking us where we want it to go. You know, what would you say to an entrepreneur who was just getting started and investing probably quite a huge sum of time, as you would well know, into a business? How would you help them to see the value of their time? How would you help them to understand the value of their time in that situation? Sure. So this is challenging. In the beginning, there's a certain investment required if you want to catch the traction that you usually need before you can start to become an owner instead of an operator. And so in the beginning, you have to make a hard decision of saying, how much am I willing to put in and what results do I need to see by when to know that it was worth it? And so you got to, you have to set a boundary. And for most people, a lot of what we're discussing is their inability to set healthy boundaries in their life. That's the root. And so I always look at, you know, what's the cause and effect, but what's the root of that cause? What's the real thing happening? And for most of us, we're uncomfortable setting boundaries in our life. We're uncomfortable saying, Hey, Inside the circle, I'm okay with. The moment you go outside or cross this line, mm -mm, no longer okay. That doesn't work for me. Why are we so bad at setting boundaries? Like, I know this is your this is your jam. Like, what is it? Yeah. How did we culturally get to this position where we're so terrible at just saying, hey, this is what I need or this is what I value? Oof. Lots of reasons. Depends on the psychology of the person. There's a wonderful book called Spiral Dynamics, which talks about just the evolutionary psychology that people evolve through stages. And so at certain stages, we believe so, so much in our rules of it's black or white, it's heaven or hell, it's right or wrong, it's good or bad. And in that case, those people sometimes are good at setting boundaries. And the area for them to grow is saying, okay, go back to the circle. Now let's call it a comfort zone. <laughs> if you get stuck in the comfort zone, you'll never expand beyond where you're at. Well, if you draw you know, another big circle around it, that's the breaking zone. If you go that far, you break. You won't be able to psychologically and emotionally function. You go past your nervous system's ability mm. to cope with stress. And therefore, you go into fight or flight. You lose access to your prefrontal cortex. You're no longer able to function at a high level. Yeah. Side topic, which is really entertaining. If you're in an intimate relationship or a business meeting and you get triggered, meaning your heart rate goes over 95 beats a minute, you are now triggered. It cuts off access to your prefrontal cortex. You cannot process what the other person is saying. It's like when a bull sees red, whatever they're saying no longer can properly be processed in your mind or emotions. We slip into that reptilian brain, right? We slip into that, like, right. it's all emotion. It's all feeling. It's all, you know, it's, it logic is no longer, is no longer valid. Totally. Now, my dad built a business helping people in that exact moment use it as fuel to get what they want. Mm. If you don't know those strategies, if you don't know those tools, if you don't know how to do that and you haven't practiced, the far majority of humans will get triggered and completely fall apart. Yeah. And so in the military, they also train in those tactics. I've had the opportunity to work with the special ops team in the Air Force. They train them how to stay calm and focused under insane pressure. Stuff's blowing up. You're doing surgery under open fire. Bullets are flying and you're trying to save someone's life. Like, I mean, my God, surgeons have a stressful enough job. Try doing that while being shot at. Like, mm -hmm. 
<laughs> don't die and save their life at the same time. Go. <laughs> and, and, and you got a team just as skilled, just as talented, just as intelligent as you trying to kill you. Mm. It's like, my gosh, what pressure. Yeah. And how did this person stay calm and focused? And how the heck are they actually getting it done? Yeah. And so coming all the way back to boundaries, the boundary of where do we need to draw the line? And if in the beginning, we're going to have to cross the line for little bursts of time, have we built in the right training that make us resilient so we can stay calm and focused during that chaos? Mm -hmm. And have we really, really gotten clear? If I don't see X result by Y time, I'm going to cut the cord on this one, go back, usually refill my my war chest or my my dry powder so I have enough revenue and cash available to do it again, jump back in and try again. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to a, a carpentry woodmaker down in South America, and he was telling me, he was like, hey, I really want to work with you, but you know, I was making a few hundred thousand a year. Now it's it went down to zero with COVID, but I, I really feel like if I join in, it'd be a good idea. And I was like, how much are you making now? And he's like, oh, just a few thousand a month. And I was like, yeah, definitely don't join. <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? I know you can help me. I'm like, I can definitely help you. Don't join right now. And he's like, is this a sales tactic? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I won't let you join. I won't take your money. You're not allowed in my program right now. And he's like, why? It's like, because the income you're making, you know how to get it to 200,000. Go do what you know how to do. Get it back to 200,000. Then come and join the program and I'll show you how to get it to a million. Mm. And I said, the reason is if you join right now and he's like, I know, but people tell me like, make it a must, put it on the credit card, give myself emotional leverage, find a way. And I was like, that sounds stupid to me. Like if, if I was your investment manager and I was trying to help your family build long-term sustainable wealth and I gave you that advice, I should go to prison. And that's what makes you one of the giants of the industry because you will say no and because it's not all about money. And I think that's one of the things that makes you and one of the reasons why you've been chosen, you know, as the president of success and had so many accomplishments and so many opportunities to be where you are is because you do lead with those values that are in your heart that are, you know, you already know what to do to get there. Go do that thing. Come back here when you're ready and then I'll be able to help you. I'm not just going to take your money now to give you information that you already know how to do. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And my business mentor did that to me. When I wanted to sign up for his program that was 35000 a year at the time, I was like, okay, I want to join. And he looked at it and went, nope. I went, what do you mean, nope? I'm giving you money. Like, where's the pitch? And he's like, nope, you're not there yet. I'm like, what do you mean I'm not there yet? <laughs> you're not. You're not making it. And at the time, he's like, if you're not making at least a million bucks a year top line revenue, you're not there. You know what to do. You've gotten it to where I think it was at like 600, 700,000 a year at the time. And he's like, you've gotten it there. Keep doing it. Drive it to a million and then come back and we'll let you in and we'll help you. We'll help you scale from there. And I was so frustrated. And the truth is for the things that they were helping these business owners learn and all the businesses in the group once I joined were like 5 million, 10 million, 100 million, 120, 300 million. And I was like, oh shit, I'm really small in this group, which is a I mean, note to self, like great room to you're be the in. smallest one in the group. That's a good sign. Great um, room to be in. And, and so once I was in the group, I learned, oh, the things that they're focused on weren't the things I needed to do back then. Like I needed to learn lead acquisition, lead conversion, and then eventually what you and I talked about, which was max capacity. Like I didn't mm. know those things. 
And they were talking about building the engine of the business, which is people, processes, dashboards, systems. They were talking about scaling and organizing, you know, organizational structure and, and larger marketplace strategy. And I wasn't anywhere near those types of things. Mm. And so in that, one of the biggest gifts he gave me was by not letting me in the program and forcing me to go learn the skills and strategies I needed at this stage of business, which is really, really critical. Are you learning the things that are what's necessary to master the stage of life you're in? Yeah. I'll give you an example. When my wife and I first met, we made a bucket list for everything we wanted to experience before we would ever get engaged. And then when we got engaged, we made a bucket list of everything we'd want to experience before we ever got married. And then when we got married, we made a bucket list of everything we'd want to experience before becoming parents. And the key is, have you squeezed all the juice out of the moment of life that you're in instead of obsessing about trying to get to the next stage? And all the marketing says, are you ready for your next level? Are you ready to 10x your growth? That's like saying, hey, I know you all just met each other. Are you ready to have five kids in a house? <laughs> and some people might be like, hell yeah, that's my dream. But most people you'd go like, whoa, we just met. Can we go to dinner first and find out if we like each other? Yeah. Like that's a big commitment. Also, the and people so, saying yes to that really need to like slow down and see if this is the right person, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's why the divorce rate's so high. They're more concerned with the outcome, less concerned with the vehicle. They get there and find out the car they drove there is the wrong car. So they kick the car to the curb and try to find another vehicle. And, and that's just a funky way to go about it. And so my thought is, well, wait a second. Why don't we make sure that if we're going to pick a vehicle, it's a vehicle that we want to drive for life. It's an experience we want to continuously have because being part of the experience actually is what creates the joy. Absolutely. It's like watching those old couples drive around an old car and they have the biggest smiles on their faces and they're madly in love. And you're like, look at them. That car is horrible, but my God, they love it. And you ask them and they're like, don't you want to upgrade your car? And they're like, no, this is the car we, we had when we fell in love 105 years ago. You're like, but times have changed. Like the Tesla can drive you to the place. And they're like, why would we do that? It would take all the joy out of our experience. And I go, ah, they're on to something. Mm. They're on to something. So with that in mind, when you speak about getting like the most juice out of the squeeze at that moment in time and, and that period of your life, I'd love to tap into that for the women who are listening today. And yeah. You know, they're at a stage in their life. A lot of the women who are listening today are, you know, usually mothers and they're getting this business off the ground and, you know, they're doing all the things. And they're always, I feel like when I chat with them and when I see them on social media, they're always very like, I can't wait to be here so that I can then have, right? And then once I have that thing, then I'll feel fulfilled and then I'll be happy. And I'd love to know, first of all, your thoughts on that process of finding happiness outside of right now. So my first question would be, What's stopping you from deciding to be all in on motherhood for the moments that life gives you that option and then building a business when you no longer have to be completely dedicated to being a mom? Where's the pressure narrative and story coming from that you have to do it right now? Because I looked at that and unless it's a, like we need money to live the life we want to live and take care of my family, that's one circumstance and issue in that case. Hell yeah, let's, let's build a monster business. And the truth is, let's build a lifestyle business so that it can cover all that you need and you can have all the time with the ones you want. Mm. 
That's the truth. We don't need to build a monster business in that circumstance unless that's mm. what your life goals are. But for, for most people, if it's not absolutely necessary, why have we become discontent with doing the most important job in the world, which is shaping the future of humanity? I have that question all the time. Why is it that moms are no longer fulfilled being moms? Mm-hmm. Who has taught us the narrative that that's an unworthy position to take? Who has somehow made us believe that if we're not a boss babe and a mom, and we're not a business builder and a mom, who made us believe that saying I'm a mom isn't enough? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I start there. Because if we solve that and someone's able to say, you know what? I'm a mom and a mom is shaping the future of humanity, which I think is one of the most important roles any human being could ever take on this planet. And at some stage, one of the saddest things in the world, because this human being most often came from inside of you, has been attached to you for decades. And at some pace of their life, somehow wants nothing to do with you, which is the most heartbreaking moment of mom's journey. They're like, I raised you, you little shit. (laughs) Come and love me. Nothing to do with me. What is wrong with you? Uh, At that moment, go build the next trillion dollar business. mm, But it's the moment where that responsibility of shaping the future of humanity is checked. Where you squeeze the juice out of this stage of life, it is complete. Step into the next. And it, that's my first opinion for whatever that's worth. I might get hated on from around the globe for saying that out loud, but, <laughs> but it's super really, valid. truly, I looked at my wife and I asked her, and here's what's interesting. She said a statement the other day and I went, whoa, I would never want you to feel that way. And she said, I feel like so often motherhood is just placed upon a woman and expected that that's just how it's supposed to be. And I went, ooh, now I know why moms aren't looking forward to it sometimes because it's a default that happens unconsciously without an actual decision being made by multiple parties on saying, hey, is this what you want or not? So I sat down with my wife literally two weeks ago and I said, hey, I heard you say a word that just lit my entire nervous system on fire because I never, ever, ever want you to feel this way. And I said, I heard you say, I feel like the mothering responsibilities were put on me as a default. Mm -hmm. And I went, that breaks my heart in a million pieces hearing you say that. I said, I apologize. I apologize if that's what it felt like. That is never, ever, ever what I would want you to feel like in any way, shape, or form. Let's go back and consciously decide if this is what you truly want or not. And if you do, for how long and what it looks like. And let's make your vision come true. Mm -hmm. So I went back with her and we sat down and I said, okay, we're both business builders. She's built very successful businesses. I've built very successful businesses. And I said, hey, if you want to build a business and that's how you feel is the best and highest use of your time right now at this stage of life when we have a two and a half year old, I said, if that's what's most important to you, Let's bring on the team. Let's bring on the right nannies and support systems and a chef and everything we need so that you can spend the majority of your time building businesses and we'll have someone completely care for our son. And let me rearrange a little bit what what I'm doing and I'll I'll retire and I'll I'll take care of him every day. No problem doing that. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful, first of all. And 
just for everybody listening, this is called uh, conscious relationships, right? Where we talk about this stuff and we actually hear each other out. But leading into that goes exactly where I'm going next, which is really ties it perfectly into the values. And it's like, first of all, your values, and I think your sentiment this, but I'd love to hear your opinion on it, is they do change and they are allowed to change and they're going to change quite often. And in the case of that conversation that you were just having with your wife, it was around, if this is what you value right now, and this is where your values are in this moment at this time, and you want to be building a business or you want to be mothering, let's do that. And let's set the trajectory of that, the infrastructure and how long it's going to be and what it's going to, what we're going to need. And you know, how long do we want this to last for and really setting that up for success. So I want to talk about values because Mm -hmm. I do think that not enough people know what their values are. And I think that there's, I'm sure you'll know more about this than me, but there's a difference between what you think your values are and then the values that you're actually behaving on a day-to-day basis, right? Totally. If you want someone's values, just pull out their calendar. Yes. Pull out their calendar. That's it. Like they can tell you all day long that they value something. Look at where they put their time and they just showed you exactly what their values are. Mm -hmm. And most will try to justify with a whole bunch of horse crap, which is... Well, the reason I do those things is for my values that are highest and most important. Mm -mm. Nope. If that was most important, you'd be doing that. And so they use it as justifications. And so bringing this back together with my wife real quick, and I'll bridge this together on how to define the values because we just had to do that together. Yeah. And so I sat down and I said, well, let's ask what's most important to us. I actually have it right here. And I'll, I'll, I'll read you a little bit. So we both sat down. And we went through what is most important to us. And we added a phrase that was really, really, really important. What is most important to us at this stage of life? Because at this stage of life, it's different than what was most important to us a decade ago. We've been together for 10 years, married for eight. And what was most important to us back then is different. Now, similar, but different. And so right now, for me, my values were love, health, growing and learning, travel, adventure, father and a husband, lover, business building, community building, and wealth building. And I said, what's most important to me? Health, love, Amanda, Koa, creating community of others with values who share unique adventures together. And we said, you know, what is our reason for being? Which is a powerful question, meaning why are we here? What is our reason for being? And so for for me, I wrote down to amplify all of life's greatest experiences together, to discover all of life's greatest adventures together, to create magic moments and memories and experiences for ourselves and others, to pour endless amounts of love into each other, to nurture our mind, body, and soul, and fill them with love, abundance, and goodness, to discover new information, tools, technology, to better our lives and the lives of all those we cross paths with, to become the happiest, healthiest, strongest, most fulfilled version of ourselves and help others do the same, to help make each other's dreams come true, to provide a loving, abundant, rich foundation for our son to learn, grow, and build momentum into creating the life he desires and dreams of. To discover that one's between my wife and I. Um, <laughs> to create romantic moments and memories every day, big ones, small ones, and every opportunity. To cultivate a community of healthy, happy, abundant, generous, kind, caring, creative, growth-minded humans that partake in once-in-a-lifetime retreats and adventures that fuel their success and fill their souls to create business opportunities that provide others with the tools and strategies of adding massive value to everyone around them and generating wealth for themselves and the ones they love, to provide a platform, technology, and support for our community to generate extreme wealth for themselves and the ones they love, to build, invest, and buy companies that help people become the happiest, healthiest, strongest, most fulfilled version of themselves. Well, I am lit up just listening to that. And that's 
that's what values do, right? And especially when they mean something to you. Totally. Well, what they do is they call from your spirit. And so when people notice each other, there's that reptilian brain of like, ooh, they're attractive. And then there's something called charmed and enchanted, which is, wow, they're calling to my soul. They're calling to my soul. They've actually lit up the psychological, emotional, and spiritual side of who I am. And they're calling all of me forward. Mm. Not just like, ooh, that's interesting. Or the primal urge of like power or money or fame or fortune. Like those things are all interesting and they'll catch glimpses. And some people kind of get stuck navigating their entire life from their reptilian brain. But when, when you get through that, values are the things that speak to people's soul. And so generally... When I share those with people, either it's an instant light up or like you said, I feel energized just hearing that because you're hearing something that's coming from the soul or the other true response is, who gives a shit? (laughs) Which means there's not an alignment with that person and what I just shared. The values don't align. Mm. Yet, if someone else spoke values that aligned with them, they would light up. Yes. And so values alignment is when someone speaks their truth, you instantly feel called and connected to what's there. Mm-hmm. And so for most people, I'll do two layers. One for personal. If you happen to be one of those people looking for the one and you're single, get really clear on speaking your truest truth or your highest values and watch and see if those align or not. If you're in a small business and you're starting to hire your first few people, This is the make or break or right fits for the team. Are you speaking your businesses and your own highest values? And are you watching who lights up and who doesn't? Because if they don't light up with the values, they're only here for a paycheck. And the moment Mm -hmm. things get hard, they will quit on you and leave. Yes. And are the values alignment that calls them to feel like this is an expression of who they are, not just a job to make money. And then third, as you team build, the number one thing that'll screw up your entire business is putting the wrong people in the wrong position who are not aligned with the values. It'll devastate the entire organization. And so, and I've seen that happen, by the way. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. when someone's trying to find their values, you know, like we said, look at your calendar. But what if you look at your calendar and then you start to realize, hey, maybe those values that I'm perpetuating, behaving, leaning into, are actually not the ones that are going to take me to my highest version of myself, potentially. How do you find those values? How do you tap into what does actually bring you joy and meaning? So sometimes it's just getting real. Like I have a client who's self-made. She built a $5 million personal net worth from scratch. She runs a business that pays her out roughly a million dollars a year in net profit. And she's rampantly grown. And her husband stays home and watches the kids. And she has two beautiful kids, both under the age of five. And she used to say, you know, what's most important to me is being a mom and and being a wife and doing all these things. And at one point when her and I worked together, she got clear. She's like, trust me, I love being a mom. I love being a wife. I was made, my DNA was made to love these humans. And... What's most important to me at this stage of life is building, I'm skipping all the other words, uh, (laughs) business. That's what's most important to me. And I'm going to be the, skipping all the words, best at it, period. 
You could put all the words in here. We're, this is a safe zone. Yeah. There you go. She's under 30. She's 30 something, like just around 30 years old. She's $5 million personal net worth, million dollars a year in net income. She's developed properties. She has this amazing business in, in real estate. And I was like, great. Now that you're clear about that, go match your calendar to what's real for you and stop trying to be upset at yourself for not doing the opposite of what we talked about. And her decision, it's like, no, I was not made to be a stay-at-home mom. My husband can take care of our kids and he's great at it. He's going to watch the kids. I'm going to drive the damn business. Mm. I would kill her. Make it happen. And I, I was really lucky. I grew up in a situation where my grandmother, who's one of my major role models in business and a family building, she raised five kids at home. And the moment they were all old enough, she transitioned to back then she became a secretary at a business because that's what women could do. Then eventually she transitioned to a sales representative and has been the number one sales representative for over 40 years in her industry in multiple companies. She was on the cover of Newsweek magazine. She has the key to the city of Los Angeles for businesswoman of the year. She is an absolute badass. And she stopped, I think last year, but as of two years ago, she was still cold calling three days a week. So I always say, if you're not cold calling to drive your business, my grandma is kicking your ass. And <laughs> there's truth in all this. So I, I grew up with both, where my grandma was, she raised the family and had a beautiful life. And then she said, you know what? I want to go to business and do this too. And then she absolutely dominated for another 40 years of life. And I think that that's what people forget, right? They think that where they're at is going to be there forever. Yeah. Oh, I just forgot. I met a lady who raised six kids on her own as a, my grandma had my grandpa, but like she, this lady was a single mom with six children. After raising all six kids and they were out, she went and got three PhDs and then was a professor teaching on the semester at Seaship going around the world. So one of the biggest issues we have is we're not looking at life. We're looking at now. We're not saying, okay, the blink, everyone tells me children raising is a blink. Like you got like four to five years where they're really fun and cute and then they start having attitudes. And then, you know, then you still have to care for them and watch them and raise them and all this stuff. And then somewhere around, you know, 18, 19, 20, they, they go, they're gone. Like they're in their own world. They're an adult. They do their thing. Some kids, 34, that happens these days, but mostly <laughs> at you know, 17, 18, 19 is when it usually occurs. And so that thought, though, of it's such a blink of our life that if we squeeze the juice out of it, we still have my grandma had 45 years of business. 45 years, right? I don't know how many people are listening to this of like, where were you 45 years ago? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even born 45 years ago. I was, I was in the, in the black hole waiting to be picked and plucked into the earth. Right. Yeah. So 45 years ago, where were you? And then the question is, if all you did was focus on whatever's most important to you, could be building your business now, could be being a mom now, could be doing whatever you want. But if you just focused on that for the next five years and truly maximized it and then spent the next 45 years building businesses, or maybe you've already maximized it and now is your, your starting point for the next 45 years to build businesses. Awesome. But that thing of squeeze the juice where you're at because you have so much that you can make happen with so much time ahead of us for most of us. Now, some of you might be like 60 and you're like, nope, I already did all that shit. I'm building my damn business. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I see that. But honestly, the women over 40, the women over 50, they're like, let's go. Like, there's nothing holding them back. They've already done all that other shit. Yes. Yes. And so when we go back to squeezing all the juice right now, what are your tactics to keep someone present? Like for clients, like to keep them present, to keep them in this space right now, to stay focused on, you know, at peace and acceptance with the decision they've made to be in this right now. What, yeah. Were there any tactics you'd recommend? Align with your values. So the biggest conflict people are going to have, and the reason they're having the conflict is there's a values misalignment. So part of them is saying, I should really be doing this. But part of me feels like, no, 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 I should be doing this. Oh, I feel pulled. I feel, oh, I don't, you know, here, I'll just handle this right now and I'll get it to here. And as soon as it's there, then I'll go back and do all the things I know I'm supposed to be doing at this stage of my life. That'll never happen. <laughs> just mm-hmm. FYI. No, that's not true. Hold on. That'll rarely happen. I do have a client who built a business. He said, I'm going to drive this to a million dollars a year. I want at least 20 to 50% profit. And I only want to invest 10 hours a week into doing this. And I want to spend the rest of my time with my wife and family. He has a special needs child, one of his children has special needs. And he wants to spend a significant amount of time every day with his son. I went, that is beautiful. And I told him, I said, up front, what you just described is really, really rare. Because more often than not, once you get to a million, most people go, I need 10. I need 50. I <laughs> need 100. to that. Legit. That's exactly what Because happened. a million sounds like a big number until you get to it. And then you realize it's okay, but it's not, it's, it's not that big of a number in the world. <laughs> not even just in the and, world. It's actually, especially if you're only measuring like things like revenue, but even still a million, even in cash, it's these days, it just doesn't get you what it used to, I think. You know, totally. Obviously. Yeah. Totally. And so it's that feeling of when I get there, then I'm going to give myself permission to do what I really want to do. Mm. And I would say reverse it. Do the thing you really want to do until you squeeze the juice out of it, like Forrest Gump running. At some point, he got to the end of the run and said, okay, I'm going home now. And he was done. That run was over and he went home and did the next thing. Do that. Squeeze the juice out of that run. Get to the end of the run and say, I'm good. There's nothing else I want to experience in this stage of my life. Let's go to the next. And once you step into the next, fully step into the next, all in, 100%, no second guessing, no oh, but I really want to do that. But no, uh -uh. every ounce of who you are is where you are and you drive it forward. Mm. I think John Wooden, who's one of the legacy members of the success organization, he said at the end of every game, he, he taught basketball. He was the winningest coach of all time in college history, basketball, university. And he said at the end of every game, how to tell if you've won or lost has nothing to do with the scoreboard. At the end of the game, look yourself in the mirror and say, did I give 100% of who I am? And if you can honestly in your heart and soul answer yes, you won the game regardless of what the scoreboard says. Mm. And if at the end of the game, even if the scoreboard says you won, if you know you could have done more, been more, given more, or tried more, you lost. And I don't care what the scoreboard says. And I went, wow. And I feel like... Yeah, damn. (laughs) And he was the winningest coach of all time. I was like, man, he got his players to realize if you're in the game, the only way to win is to give everything you've got. 110% all in. All Mm. in. And if you do that, you win, regardless of what the score lands up being. 
And also regardless of what game you're playing, like whether that's the motherhood game, whether that's the business game, whether that's the like like the family game, or like you said, like the different phases, like the fiance game, like you yeah. know, you play you play all out when you're playing. Totally. Most yeah. people are in such a damn hurry to get to the end of their life, which is called death, that it's scary. Like, what are, you, what are you racing for? What are you trying to get to so fast? You realize at the end, we all die. Like, why not enjoy the stage you're in and try to squeeze the juice out of it and slow it down a bit? And that is where I'm going to wrap this up because that is such a beautiful sentiment to leave this podcast on. Thank you so much. I'd love to know, I know that you have a, a values assessment on your website. If somebody wanted to find out more about how to kind of navigate those conflicting values that you mentioned, or also any of your business accelerators and business courses, where is the best place to find you? We'll put it in the show notes anyway. Yeah. Go to jerickrobbins.com. Go to success.com. We have lots and lots and lots of information that can support people. At all stages as well. You've got so much information on there. I had like a big store totally. the last couple of weeks. Well, thank you so much for being on today, tonight, my time today, your time. It has been such an honor to have you here. And guys, if you love today's podcast, we would love it if you would please take a screenshot of the podcast, tag myself and Jarek on social media. We would love to hear what your biggest takeaways are. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. You're welcome. Babe, thank you for tuning into today's episode. It means the absolute world to have you here with me. If you want more, head to the show notes below to check out our latest free resources, along with the exclusive link for podcast listeners to book in a free 15-minute strategy session to find out how you can boom your biz. 